Valley stuns Dowling and Southeast Polk does what they do in the Dome. Let's talk about it. Hello, everybody. Hope you are doing great. We just had one of the most electric days in 5A playoff history. This day will go down in 5A. It's a new class. Remember that. We saw Valley probably just win the game of the year. Harlan versus Central is up there, but I, as a 5A cover, whatever you want, a media person, this was the best game I've seen this year. Stars showed out. We saw a massive upset. They a comeback, a two touchdown comeback. There's not much more you can ask for in a football game, especially at the high school level. And then Southeast Polk, we'll talk about. They did what they do in the dome in the first round in the semifinals every year. They come in, they impose their ability to run the ball. So, with that being said, let's go a little more in depth. I haven't watched the tape back for Valley versus Dowling yet. And I will also do that for Johnson versus Southeast Polk. So stay tuned on Twitter to see special plays that I want to uh, highlight or players that were just were going off that the box score maybe just won't say. Um, so Valley versus Dowling will be the first game uh, we talk about. Obviously, it was a 4 o'clock game, so it makes sense we're talking about it first. Um, that two-point conversion, man, that is one of the – Best play calls um, probably in Iowa high school playoff history at this point. That was ballsy. It's becoming a kind of no-brainer thing to just go for two uh, in that situation as the underdog. Because it's one play, and if you're off, if you got a good offense, it's two yards a yard. Like there, you got to have faith that your offense can do that, especially with the right play. Um. <clears throat> we'll start off with Provenza, even though Aiden Price probably had the best game, in my opinion. Not, I haven't looked at the defensive statistics. I, I know Tristan Irvin, I think, had a great game, too. He had eight tackles and a sack, I believe. Um, so, Provenza, man. In the playoffs, this man has been unbelievable. Uh, he's thrown, I think, a pick, two picks the past two games before this one. He didn't throw a pick today. Um, I don't even care. Like he is incredibly mobile, great accuracy that I think is underrated. Here's my take that I don't think people are ready for yet. Provenza has played as good and as electric as Cole or Smolik has been this season. Cole and Smolik definitely have better arms. Do not get me wrong, but Provenza is just the high school quarterback. He's been electric this year. He's gotten better with every game. Uh, it was a tough regular season. I would not judge him on the regular season when I'm saying he's played like that. But he's a top three quarterback right now. I don't think there's other quarterbacks that have compared with him uh, this year so far. I'm off the top of my head, I'm not thinking of people that have come. Now, we got to remember, this isn't just about stats. He's, he's just 
got the mobile ability. He, he's got a great arm for what Valley needs. I mean, Valley isn't really slinging the ball like crazy down the field, but I mean, he still has a good deep ball. Like he's hit, he throws it pretty accurately to Zay or AP. So I mean, uh, there's not much more you could ask of this man. He came in. I didn't really know him at the start of the season. Um, I actually thought Aiden was going to be the starting quarterback, but Provenzas came in and after, with every game he's gotten way better. Um, so not that matters, but I'm proud of how he's been able to step in his offense and be like a legit threat at quarterback without a year under his belt, which is hard for a lot of quarterbacks. We notice a lot of these quarterbacks that come into the dome have start the year before, start the year prior. Um, Connor Moberly obviously hasn't, but he's their go-to guy. He's a junior. Like a lot of these uh, quarterbacks tend to be uh, like have a year of experience prior. Smolik's an example. I know Will Nuss also didn't, but we would have seen JJ Cole if Johnson beat him. That's kind of what I was getting at. Um, so Provenza, props to him. Kids playing unreal football right now. Proud of what he's been able to do. Um, on to Aiden Price. Aiden Price, get this man a Power Five offer. He has been ridiculous this year. He's been when Zay wasn't playing. That's when Valley was kind of going through his slow spurt. This team is so much different with Zay on the field because Aiden Price has the ability to be like, just have some ease of the pressure. Zay has to be guarded. I know his. If you look at the box score, you probably don't even reckon, like notice him. But when you're watching the game, Zay is a, a player they have that you have to keep track of. And um, he, I love his rushing ability. He just is, he runs smart. He's got great vision, and then his receiving ability obviously is just amazing. He makes tons of incredible catches. Last year, especially, I remember him making some incredible catches. So, um. Shout out to Aiden Price. Uh, people know his name by now. Um, I'm looking to for him to have a big game against Southeast Polk. Um, here's what I'm wondering. A little bit of a preview for you for the state championship. Who is going to match up? Who are they going to have Abu match up with? Because Abu obviously plays some corner for Southeast Polk, which is great. He's probably one of the best corners in the state, if not the best. And he's not even in his primary position. Um. Yeah, he. I don't know who they're gonna match him up with. Will they match him up with Aiden, or are they gonna match him up with Zay? I think both of those guys will be able to win at least a good amount of matchups against whoever is across from them. Now, Southeast Book is a great secondary. I think they're underrated, but um, they definitely it definitely helps that Valley has multiple weapons because I don't think. I mean, Johnson has great weapons and great receiving weapons, but when Jacob Simpson's really taken out of the game by Abu, there's not much they can do. So it's that he's that good. He's the lockdown corner in Class 5A. Um, and then Zay, this man, as a sophomore, is like the go-to wide receiver on third down or clutch situations. He's made, He's starting to get in like comfortable. Like PV, he was he looked pump comfortable against PV. He obviously Cedar Falls played great, but he made catches there that looked like he was getting like he's comfortable and he's willing to take like make crazy 
catches without kind of bracing for a hit or anything. Um, great at great on third down. Let me say that again. This man got caught the two point. He caught a clutch third down in the red zone that literally kept Dowling alive. It's in, it's impressive. He's impressive. Um, he's going to be a D1 wide receiver. Power five, no doubt. Um, he deserves all the love he's been getting. Also, he's dripped up. He's one of the drippier players in Class 5A. Let me just say that. Drip matters. Don't let them tell you otherwise in, in football. Um, and then the real MVP of this game, I know Aiden Price, great game. Props to him. Provenza, great game. Props to him. Valley's D-line. This is my PK stat. The, the stat that I think won Valley the game. Dowling. Averaged 3.4 yards per carry and gave up five sacks. This was an offensive line that was dominant this year. Like, Southeast Polk level good, not to mention they handled Valley last time they played. Valley literally just dominated them up front this game, and that's what made it so tough. Last drive, you see Jackson could not get anything going because he got pressured almost instantly. I do kind of think that was mismanaged at the end. Not much you can do in high school football. It's rare you see a beautiful, like, clutch drive at the end of games because um, it's a lot of kids' first times doing that. So, um, But, yeah, props to this D-line. I'll look at the box score to, like, get some actual names because I don't want to be too, like, biased towards the offense here and just list off a bunch of guys for them on uh, offense and then not talk about the defense because defense is what won them this game. Kept in, keeping it at 21 was massive for Downing. So here we go. We got um, eight tackles. So I'm going to mess up some of these guys' names. Theron Castle, eight tackles. He had a, a half a TFL. Um, Cyril Fallon, he's a great player. He's a great prospect. He had a sack this game for nine yards, too. He had four total tackles. He's like an inside D lineman, too. That's impressive. Uh, where's Ryan? I don't what? I swear Ryan had a sack. Uh, that's that's weird. Um, Ryan Kennan, he's a great player too. Tristan Urban, great linebacker. He was great. He had uh, one and a half tackles for loss, and also like says he only had two and a half total tackles. I saw someone say it. Someone say eight. So I don't know. Maybe these are a little bit off. Um. And then Hunter Clark, great game from him, one and a half tackle for loss. I'm assuming he was the other one. And then Hunter Clark also had two QB hits. So this team was just pressuring Smolik all day. He didn't look comfortable. Wasn't as easy as you would have liked from Smolik. Cooper Nicholson still did pretty good. I'm uh, watching some of his tape so far. He's looked He looked just comfortable and fine. Um, I'll see how many yards he had because he actually, I mean, he had that, yeah, five receptions for 103 yards. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, yeah, the biggest, the biggest stat is 3.4 yards to carry. Now I will say, uh, Rashad and CJ, they both averaged when it was 5.1 yards per carry and 4.8 yards per carry. Still impressive that it was 3.4. The number is 3.4 yards per carry. Um, yeah, this game. Just back to the game, this was easily the best game I've ever watched in the history of Iowa High School Sports. I've never been more invested in a game that wasn't my own school because I went to Ankeny, 
I mean, we I don't remember. Oh, Dowling versus Ankeny to end the streak. That was just as special. But I also went to the school, so might be a little biased. Um, I'm just impressed with how Valley came back. I thought this was out of out of hand pretty quickly. It's 14-0 after two two quarters. Yeah, right. They did score in the in the second quarter. My bad. Yeah, I'm impressed. I was impressed with Valley. Now I don't like. I know people are gonna talk about how Sep's a heavy favorite. I can't really say that. Sep did the same thing to Valley 24-7 last time they played. But here's my thing, is that Sep didn't beat them that bad. I'm assuming they ran the ball and chewed a lot of clock. But Dowling beat them worse, and they just came back and punched him in the mouth. That coaching staff, Swenson, is, like, different. It's a, one of the best coaching staffs in the state, easily. Um, yeah, I'm super impressed. All right, we'll move on to the Southeast Polk game. So, Southeast Polk versus Johnson, 35-14. Pretty comfortable win for Southeast Polk. Never was really in doubt. Uh, yeah, first off, my... Abu Sama is the guy to talk about. He only he didn't even break a hundred yards, but it was clear he was like the dude. Um, he had eighty-seven yards and three touchdowns, six point two carry. First play of the game, just busted like a huge run. Um, he's one of the best running backs I've ever seen play. He's fast, great vision, uh, extremely hard to tackle. That comes with every great bag, but his stuff is just different. That stiff arm is absolutely lethal. Um, he also has a great O-line. That should not be something that people don't mention. Their O-line is really good. Obviously, they have KP, and then they got Gavin Douglas and some other guys that I'm just blanking on their names. Um, oh, Parker Strawn's a good one. So, obviously, Abu and that O-line dominated this game. Uh, looking at yards per carry, SEP averaged 4.3. I will say Johnson was holding their own relatively up front for about the first quarter, second quarter, meh. So it wasn't like a complete, they started off and just dismantled them. It was, they battled for it. Special teams for Johnson really kind of cost them any chance of winning this game. They gave up, they had two penalties that prevent them from getting the ball back. They were on punts. And they jumped on jumped off sides on uh, one punt, and then they ran into the kicker on another, giving Southeast Polk free first downs that they don't have to earn. Um, and then they allow a blocked punt. Obald literally just barrels through and blocks it, kind of sick. And then they take it back for a touchdown. And that's the type of stuff you can't expect to be able to handle in this that like the magnitude of this game you're not just going to be allowed to lose on special teams and win the game um and then we talked kind of about it but there's southeast folks secondary is ridiculous with abu um they're terrifying i'd be pretty scared i don't think valley's game plan typical game plan at least plays into it that much i think they have multiple weapons that they aren't going to be looking for one guy like Taking away Jacob Simpson uh, for Johnson is way worse than taking away Aiden for uh, Valley. 
I think uh, Zay and Bryce Anderson, and then their running back. Who is it? Their running back stepped in and played really good. Uh, Damon Damon Head, yeah, he played really good. I, I don't even think Darius Mason. Yeah, Darius Mason only had four carries. I don't know what they must think. Damon Head's a better back, or maybe I just missed Darius getting hurt. I'm not sure. Um, the PK stat for this game: thirty-two minutes and forty-seven. Uh, seconds that is the number of how long southeast polk had the ball on offense this game like more than half the game easy they how much 32 uh 47 to 15 minutes and 13 seconds that's ridiculous they literally johnson named a chance um they scored two touchdowns late in the game finally got some things going with will nuss and rex woodley but it took them a minute um and that's where I see kind of a hole in set, maybe. I think second option for Rex, like Rex Woodley, he got open. Um, I'm going to have to rewatch the game. I don't know for sure uh, if that's just an accurate title that I'm putting. But, um, I mean, he was getting kind of open. I don't know. Will Nuss, that dude's a dog. Keep your eye out for him. This sophomore class is ridiculous. It's actually really good. Rashad Davis, you got Darius Mason, you got... Um, Will Nuss, obviously, and probably a lot of others that I'm just blanket. Cooper Martinson, um, yeah, they're, it's an impressive, impressive sophomore class. I'm excited for them to develop. So, we've got Sep versus Valley in the championship. I would not have guessed this. Um, I mean... I I whiffed on my prediction, like awful. I said Valley was gonna get beat by like, two touchdowns, I believe. A three possession game. Yeah, I whiffed, beyond belief. Um, probably one of my worst whiffs, in my career. Uh, last year, Set versus Ankeny championship game, whiffed really hard in that game too. Um. Yeah, I mean, this game is gonna be phenomenal. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I know people are going to assume that. I've gotten used to that. That's why I pick blowouts is because you just kind of feel like in high school football, it's inevitable. Like, it just happens. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it has the potential to be a really good game. Like, if I had to set a spread, six and a half. Southeast Pope probably favorite. Maybe even, like, three points. I don't think it'll three and a half. I don't think it's going to be this easy blowout game that we're used to. I will say the past couple of championships have been like that, but the last championship Valley played in barely lost uh, to Dowling, uh, the seventh championship they had. So with that being said, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Sep and their win because I don't want to be too one-sided with the team. I think... Connor Moberly looked pretty impressive for his first game in the dome. He looked pretty comfortable. He didn't. He's obviously not asked to do a lot, but 100 yards and a touchdown. I'll take that stat any day. Um, Harrison Gibson, 94 yards and 24 attempts. Yeah, sounds about right. When they've got Abu just dominating, they don't really need him to play the entire game. Carson Robbins. Ooh, yeah, I should talk. Carson Robbins is really good. Um, He's an underrated wide receiver. I think he's a junior, too. So I'm actually kind of interested in 
that connection last next year. I'm pretty sure Sepp returns four out of five starters on that line. That's already really good, so keep that in mind. Tatum Fox, 175 yards and two tutties this game. Jeez. Um, let's see, anything other? I mean, Johnson it really isn't a rushing team anyways, but to only allowed 2.4 yards per carry. Uh, that's impressive for Sepp. Will Nuss, obviously, threw three picks, 231 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's a sophomore, and Sepp's just a better team. I, I wasn't really expecting him to play perfect. He's a slinger. It's what he does, so I wasn't expecting, like, some beautiful stat game from him. So, I will be back uh, sometime this weekend. I'm promising this time uh, for some good state championship preview i'm gonna watch film analyze more than just this one game though i'm gonna watch a lot of the games oh man i'm so excited for this game man um it's championship week guys let's get it appreciate you guys tuning in uh let someone know about the podcast please i know i'm inconsistent with the uploads i'm trying to college i'm in college so it's tough it's been tough but I'll be at the game next week. I'm pumped. Um, and I'm ready to see some stars get made because I think there's some underclassmen that are going to make some big plays. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great weekend. I will see you guys on Sunday most likely. Have a good one.